Almost everything our body does depends on our ability to see. And Jesus isn't changing the subject now. He's illustrating what he's just spoken about. Storing up treasure in heaven and hearing the Father's well done. He's about to point out that if we allow our physical eye to lead us into something sinful, it will affect our eternal inheritance. All of this is about rewards, which is the ultimate recognition from God that we have his approval in the way we've lived out our lives here. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 and 10. Now Jesus helps us to see something that could trip us up and divert us from seeking first and only the approval of his Father. Matthew six twenty two and 23, NIV. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? The further we go on, on the more we see that Jesus is after our heart, the source, the wellspring of our lives. The heart, not that pump in your chest, but the seat of everything that drives you. And here he targets the eye as being the lamp, shedding light on the path that we take. Genesis 3, 6 shows us what happens when the eye shines on something it thinks it's desirable. The eye is a lamp and a gateway, leading to where the body goes and what it does. And it's these deeds done in the body that will be judged on that day when we line up to receive our rewards, our crowns. Key to this is where our affections are, because that will prove the rudder that steers us towards or away from the things of the earth that could harm us and cause us to lose our reward. James has something to say about the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, James 1.14. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Through the eye gate we're, tempted, gate, we're tempted and tested and led, and God allows it. Will we touch or taste what is forbidden? Will we try to reach out? Or will we resist and walk away? There's something profound about what Jesus addresses here. He's saying there's this aperture in your body that needs to be guarded, or it can affect your whole body, your life, and your eternal reward. I remember a rhyme as a child. Be careful, little eyes, what you see, see, see. Be careful, little hands, what you touch, touch, touch. Be careful, little feet, where you go, 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 and so on. As an illustration, take Lot. When it came to choosing where to live, he dwelt just outside Sodom, Genesis 3, 12, 13, 12, because it looked the most fertile place. And he, a righteous man, parked up there within sight of the city and everything that was going on there. Some of us just want to see just how far we can go. Lot ended up having to flee for his life with his wife and daughters because judgment fell. He went a little too close to the edge. We can't walk a tightrope like this because either side is a chasm. Our feet must walk firmly in the paths of righteousness, Proverbs 4.18. How close to the edge are you this day? What are you dabbling in that seems innocuous but could affect your eternal reward? And now you know it, 
What are you going to do about it? I'll leave it with you.